Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Mark chapter 12. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that we would love you with all our heart, that our actions would show that, that it would be obvious that you are the most important thing in our lives, and that everything we have is just a means to serving you. We ask this through Jesus. Amen. Mark chapter 12. And he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a trough for the winepress and built a watchtower and leased it to tenant farmers and went on a journey. And he sent a slave to the tenant farmers at the proper time so that he could collect some of the fruit of the vineyard from the tenant farmers. And they seized him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And again he sent to him another slave, and that one they struck on the head and dishonored. And he sent another, and that one they killed. And he sent many others, some of whom they beat and some of whom they killed. He had one more, a beloved son. Last of all he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenant farmers said to one another, This is the heir, come, let's throw him out of the vineyard. And they seized him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenant farmers and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read the scripture? The stone which the builders rejected, this has become the cornerstone. This came about from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And they were seeking to arrest him. And they were afraid of the crowd, because they knew that he told the parable with reference to them. And they left him and went away. And they sent some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to him, so that they could catch him unawares in a statement. And when they came, they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are truthful, and that you do not care what anyone thinks, because you do not regard the opinion of people, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it permitted to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay or should we not pay? Because he knew their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius so that I can look at it. So they brought one, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? And they said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus said to them, Give to Caesar the things of Caesar, and to God the things of God. And they were utterly amazed at him. And Sadducees, who say that there is no resurrection, came up to him and began to ask him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if someone's brother dies and he leaves behind a wife and does not leave a child, that his brother should take the wife and father descendants for his brother. There were seven brothers, and the first took a wife, and when he died, he did not leave descendants. And the second took her, and he died without leaving descendants, and the third likewise, and the seven did not leave descendants. Last of all, the woman also died. In the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be? For the seven had her as wife. Jesus said to them, Are you not deceived because of this, because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Now, Concerning the dead, that they are raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? 
He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are very much mistaken. And one of the scribes came up and heard them debating. When he saw that he answered them well, he asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God from your whole heart and from your whole soul and from your whole mind and from your whole strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, That is true, teacher. You have said correctly that he is one, and there is no other except him, and to love him from your whole heart, and from your whole understanding, and from your whole strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, is much more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And Jesus, when he saw that he had answered thoughtfully, said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to put a question to him any longer. And continuing, Jesus said, while teaching in the temple courts, How can the scribes say that the Christ is David's son? David himself said by the Holy Spirit, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. And how is he his son? And the large crowd was listening to him gladly. And in his teaching he said, Beware of the scribes who like walking around in long robes and greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets who devour houses of widows and pray lengthy prayers for the sake of appearance. These will receive more severe condemnation. And he sat down opposite the contribution box and was observing how the crowd was putting coins into the contribution box and many rich people were putting in many coins. And one poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, that is, a penny. And summoning his disciples, he said to them, Truly I say to you that this poor widow put in more than all those who put offerings into the contribution box, for they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything she had, her whole means of substance." Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In the previous chapter, Jesus cursed the fig tree and it withered. That was a visual parable. Now Jesus tells a parable to all the people. It is very similar. He tells about a vineyard that a man rented out. The tenants were supposed to give him a share of the fruit as rent. Instead, they mistreated his servants and finally kill his son, thinking that this will mean that they own the vineyard. The application of this parable is obvious. In Isaiah, God had used a parable about a vineyard that represented his people Israel. The slaves that the owner sent were the prophets that the Israelites had mistreated and killed. And the son is obviously Jesus. Here Jesus is claiming to be the son of God and prophesying that they will kill him and saying that the motive of the leaders is to take Israel away from God and keep it for themselves. Jesus quotes from Psalm 118 to explain that though He was being rejected by the leaders, the builders. He is the most important part of God's plan. The leaders understood enough of the parable to know that it was about them. Then we see different groups trying to get Jesus in trouble by asking questions. The Pharisees with the Herodians asked Jesus about paying taxes. 
They were hoping that either way Jesus answered the question, they could get him in trouble. But Jesus gives an answer that no one could argue with. Give to Caesar the things of Caesar, and to God the things of God. Not only did Jesus avoid their trap, but he gives us some important teaching. We should be subject to the government in any way we can without disobeying God. Government is a blessing from God, even with the failings of government. And everything belongs to God. So it is our duty to serve God with everything. The Sadducees go next and try to make Jesus look silly to believe in the resurrection. Verse 24, Jesus said to them, Are you not deceived because of this, because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? He shows that they are silly for asking the question, but still gives us some useful information. Verse 25, For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Then a scribe comes up and asks Jesus what is the greatest commandment. Maybe this was an honest question, or perhaps this is home court advantage for the scribe, because they love to argue about what commandment was greater than another. Jesus gives an answer the scribe couldn't argue with, and it teaches some great lessons. Verse 29, Jesus answered, The most important is, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God from your whole heart, and from your whole soul, and from your whole mind, and from your whole strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe agrees with Jesus, and Jesus says, You are not far from the kingdom of God. Jesus answered every one of their trap questions, and gave them useful answers, if they wanted the truth. Then Jesus asked them a question about the Christ. Jesus isn't trying to trap them, but help them understand the truth. Then Jesus condemns the scribes, because they like to look good. Then Jesus sat and watched people putting coins into the contribution, and then a poor widow comes and puts in a tiny contribution that Jesus explains is more than all the others because it was everything she had. And now for a deeper dive. The poor widow put in all that she had, 100%. Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, 100%. The scribes wanted praise from people. They wanted to keep the fruit from the vineyard for themselves. They were willing to give to God as long as it benefited them in some way, such as praise. It reminds me of the rich young ruler that Jesus told to sell everything he had and give to the poor. This poor widow did give everything. Which person are we more like? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.